The thing that concerns me in the latter years of my ministry as I look back over some wonderful years now of being at really 60 years that I've been preaching, and I have seen so many wonderful things take place. I've also seen some things that are troubling. I've seen the church change in general. We know that our church's baptisms are dropping on a continual basis because fewer and fewer people are leaving the world and coming and following Jesus. And many come to church, but they don't follow Jesus. We come, we pray, we sing, we give, we even serve, but we don't do what he has commanded that we do. And we don't understand why is it that God seems at times so distant. I want to take you back to September of 2012. If you don't know where you were that day, if you were here, you'll remember that day. That day I preached on baptism and the importance of baptism. Today, I'm going to preach on that subject. On that day in September 2012, 158 people on that day got up out of their seat, left their life of apathy, and followed the Lord in baptism, beginning here and going out to the cross on Sunday evening. There were more doves there that night than there's been all the other nights put together, I believe. It was an incredible day. How many of you were here that day and you remember that day? Would you just lift your hand up? You've never seen anything like it probably before. I pray we'll see something like it again. The importance of baptism. Baptism is a religious word that's thrown out very flippantly. We talk about baptism and People say, are you a Christian? Yeah, I've been baptized. Well, why were you baptized? Well, yeah, I'm a Christian, but I don't see the importance of baptism. Well, why don't you see the importance of baptism? Based on the commandments of our Lord, how is it that you come to the point in your life when you feel like you can come up with your own theology? And that's very easy today. Very easy to do. You can stay home, watch on television. You can go to the various churches, and you will see... In most cases, half of the churches do not baptize one person per year in the United States. And every one of us, if we are here today to worship the Lord because we are believers in Jesus Christ, that means that we're a follower of Jesus Christ. I preached on that last week, that we are to be followers, not leaders. You can't be a leader until you first become a follower. When you're a follower of Jesus, you think people are following you, but they're not. They're following him. Leaders get people to Jesus, and Jesus takes over the leadership role. So I want to take you into the scriptures today. There's going to be a lot of scripture, and that's the best preaching you can get. If God says it, I believe it, that settles it. Say that with me. If God says it, I believe it, and that settles it. Amen and amen. The 14th chapter of John, verses 1 through 6. 
Let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas, remember him? What's the adjective around him? Doubting Thomas. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know know not whether you go, and how can we know the way? Now, if you know this last verse, say it with me. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And nobody comes to the Father except by me. All of us bombarded continually with with religious stuff. We watch, we listen, we read scriptures, We see certain scriptures that jump out at us and we say, this is something I need to meditate on more and I need to do this and not just be a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word. We find people everywhere talking religion. But today, I want us to focus on, again, following Jesus and especially in the area of baptism. Those who set their hearts to hear Jesus' voice and follow him are the ones that get free from the bondage of sin. The only way you will ever, 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 ever break the bondage that Satan has on you from the day you were born, you will never break that until you start walking with God 24-7. You will never get it by just going to church. You won't give it by giving an offering. You won't get it by acting spiritual and carrying a Bible with you. You only get it when you follow and obey the Lord. Now, if you don't get started right, you're not going to finish right. A lot of people are moving about, but they're moving in the wrong direction. There's there's a lot of organized groups that say, well, come on and follow us. You know what Jesus said in Matthew 4, 19? He said, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Our relationship, please hear me, our relationship with Jesus is determined totally by our fellowship of Jesus. You will never, ever, ever be a happy, spirit-filled enjoying every day with Jesus sweeter than the day before if you're not following him. Now, the sad thing about it is most drop out real quickly. You cannot believe how hard it is for some people to be baptized. We probably have 100 plus people in this church that have prayed the prayer. They've talked to someone. They've had it clearly explained to them what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And it was mentioned to them, you start off by going public with your baptism. No, I think I just said the prayer, so I'm okay. You're not a follower of Jesus by saying prayers. You're followers of Jesus by doing what he tells you to do. 
wherever he goes. You say, well, did Jesus get baptized? And some people don't know that. Yes, he did. And for your information, it's the only place the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit ever showed up at the same place at the same time and identified themselves was at the baptism of Jesus. He walked 200 miles. A lot of folks won't walk 50 feet. But in order for the rest of your life to be what the rest of your life is intended to be, you and I must follow Jesus. If he says, go here, you go there. If he says, go here, you go there. He says, this is what I want you to do. Yes, Lord, speak. Your servant heareth. And I'm going to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. Many, many, many times children will be baptized because mommy and daddy want them to be baptized. Now, mommy and daddy feel like if they get baptized, then they become a believer. And we try to be careful with every child. We try to talk with our children. I was seven years old when I was baptized. I have never doubted one day of my, in my life my salvation, thanks to Calvary, thanks to the blood of Jesus, thanks to the relationship I had as a little child. But I was taught early, early in my life to follow Jesus. Now, my mother and daddy seemed to know what following Jesus was more, uh, they seemed to know more about it than I knew about it. Let me put it that way. I thought that you followed Jesus. You went like this where all the other kids were going. My mother and daddy helped me real soon, said, no, you're not going. Well, everybody's going. He said, yeah, but, but uh, they're, not, they're not my son. And you are. And you're not going. And no, you're not bringing this into the house. No, you're not watching that on television. You're not going to do that kind of thing. Well, you say, well, I bet you really resented. No, I didn't. I really didn't. Because I realized as a seven-year-old boy, that I had committed my life to Jesus Christ, that wherever he leads, I would go. Now, you've got to do that. You cannot sit in church and believe you're a born-again Christian if all you do is come to church every once in a while when the Spirit leads. You have to be what he wants you to be, and certainly, you have to be baptized. That ought to be the quickest thing. And that's what it was that Sunday when 150 people jumped out. Remember, we had the T-shirts ready and forgiven. And people lined up down this hallway. And then we took a break, and then we baptized them out at the cross. Oh, it was a great experience. And some of you are here today. But here's what I want you to get. Fully devoted followers of Jesus have become liberated because they simplified their life to just simply following him. Too many of us that claim to be Christians are looking for what's the new stuff coming out. What's going to be the new wine? What's going to be the new movie? What's going to be the new entertainment attraction? What's everybody going to be dressed like? What's everybody going to do? How's everybody going to treat their body? How are we going to do that? Because wherever they go, that's where I'm going. No, if you're a born-again believer, that's not where you're going. You abstain from all appearance of evil. You pay attention to doctor's warnings. You pay attention to bona fide statistics that when people choose to walk away from God's plan for their life, there is a high, high price that you pay. Too many have become ritualistic 
And that can be Baptist, Methodist, Catholics, Episcopalians, you name the group. We become ritualistic. We have different rituals, but if we just do that. But now listen. As long as there is disobedience to any part of Jesus' teaching in my life or in your life, it will prevent the working of the Holy Spirit in my life or your life. Do you hear what I'm saying? You have no fellowship of Jesus unless he lives in you. And when he starts off and says, here's the first thing, my child, I want you to identify yourself with me. You've identified yourself with the, with the world. We wear hats, T-shirts, tattoos, and everything else. That won't get it. The only thing that will get it is take up your cross and follow Jesus. That's where the joy comes. That's where the love comes. That's where the purpose for living comes. And John 8, 36 says, If the Son, Jesus, therefore shall make you free, you will be free indeed. That's what breaks the bondage. See, some are not free yet from the past. In other words, your past was so bad, you get up every morning wondering, am I really going to go to heaven? You know what the book says? You can know in whom you have believed. And you can be persuaded that he's able to keep that which you committed to him that day. Follow him. Follow him. Yeah, but I don't feel. That's your problem. You don't move forward by feelings. You move forward by faith. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the what? Word of God. That's where you get it. Listen to Matthew 3.13. Then came Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of you. And come, you to me. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becomes us to fulfill all unrighteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, listen, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Baptism. Can I define it for you? Baptism is a dipping or immersion of a believer who has put his faith or her faith in Jesus Christ in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You say, well, what method should be used? Well, let me just say it right up front. Sprinkling is not baptism. No way. The word doesn't come close. Sprinkling is not. Well, that's just your opinion, Brother John. No, no, that's what you Baptists believe. No, that's what the Bible says. That's what Jesus did, all right? Pouring is not baptism. You say, first, that, well, I got by that sprinkling. I got poured. I'm sorry, you got wet. <laughs> but that pictured nothing other than you standing there and water coming over your head because that's a church ordinance. Jesus went 200 miles, waded out in the Jordan River, and was immersed, and there's no doubt about it. He set the example. Christening is not baptism. You say, yeah, my mom and daddy took me when I was this long and christened me, and I'm in good shape. No, you're not. No, you're not. 
You're still a sinner. Ask mama now that you've grown up. You were cute that day. But when you follow Jesus, it's forever and forever and forever and forever. That is, to my knowledge, that baptism, the only place in all of the Bible where God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit showed up at the same place at the same time. And the Father spoke. This is my beloved Son. All there, one place in agreement at the baptism of Jesus. Could I encourage you, even challenge you? Don't listen just to the pastor. I don't listen to just a teacher or a priest or a pope. Listen to Jesus, the Father. Listen to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. That's where the truth comes from. Listen to the Scripture. So, Matthew 3.16. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. Now, put that with pouring or sprinkling and see how far that gets you, you know. He went up straightway out of the water. Mark 1, 5. They were all baptized of him in the river Jordan. Some of you have had the opportunity to go to the Jordan River and in symbolism, knowing you had believer's baptism, most all of you did, but then you just wanted to do that again in that particular spot. And it was a beautiful experience for you. But listen to the scriptures more. John 3, 23. John also was baptizing in Anon near to Salem because there was much water there. Acts 8, 38. When they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, he baptized him. These are different baptisms recorded in the Bible. Romans 6, 4. Therefore, we're buried with him by baptism unto death, like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. Colossians chapter 2, verse 12. We're buried with him in baptism, wherein also you're risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who has raised Jesus from the dead. All of this of the baptism... It's not about Baptist ordinances or any other denomination's ordinance. It is about putting on Jesus, obeying him, serving him, giving your life to him, and promising him, wherever you lead, I will go. Well, who should be baptized? Are you ready for this? Believers only. Believers baptized. That's all this book teaches. Believers, first they believed and then they were baptized. They were not dunked or sprinkled because somebody else wanted that done. They laid their life down and said, this is what I want. Mark 16, 16. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believes not shall be damned. Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. All of it comes together. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, one God, one faith, one baptism, but follow Him. 
and him alone. The Holy Spirit comes to comfort, to guide, to convict, to direct, to motivate us, to, to accompany us, and to strengthen us in whatever God has planned for us to do. On the day of Pentecost, 3,000 people were saved in the book of Acts. In the second chapter of the book of Acts, one of the greatest chapters in all the Bible, let me pick a passage. Acts 2.41. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. Now listen. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Acts 8.12. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God... And the name of Jesus, they were baptized, both men and women, not infants, both men and women. In Acts 8, 13, then Simon himself believed also, and he was baptized. Acts 8, 36, what does hinder me from being baptized? If you believe with all your heart, you may. Acts 18, 8, and many of the Corinthians hearing believed, and they were baptized. Acts 19, 4 and 5, Paul saying unto the people that they should believe on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized. Well, where's the rest of the folks? Well, I'm going to go home and pray about it. I'm going to think about it because, you know, I really think that grandmother was right. Well, grandmother's in heaven, I hope. And she's up there praying that you'll get believers' baptism so that the power of the Holy Spirit can take over your life maybe quicker than it took over grandmother's life. And that's no put down of your grandmother. I had one too. Matter of fact, I had two. But you know what? God is very serious about this subject today. Of course, there's a purpose for baptism. Yes, serious. It's not to get you saved. I want you to hear one more time that 38th verse in, in Acts chapter 2. Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going to hit you hard now, but I'm going to do it in love. And here's my personal word to you and my personal belief. If you will not follow Jesus in baptism, you probably are not going to follow him in any other thing he commands. Your leniency will be the rest of your life of doing it my way. I did it my way. Your way won't get you there. I don't care how sincere you are. My way won't get me there. But I know the one that will get me there. And I'm going to keep him in sight as long as I have breath to, to breathe, and eyes to see spiritually. I want to follow him. And I think that's what you want as well. In Matthew 28, 19, our great commission says, Go ye therefore, teach all the nations. Now listen, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Luke, chapter 3. Master, what shall we do? When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying that the heavens opened up and the blessings began to fall. Any of you old enough to remember the song, Showers of Blessings? There shall be showers of blessings. 
Some of you say, I can just get a sprinkle once. Every few years, I'd be happy. Well, you know what? When you start being obedient to the Lord, God's going to start opening the windows of heaven on you. But you can't, every commandment of the Lord, you can't dissect this whether or not you're going to obey it or not. I mean, you give people, the average people, and by the way, there's about 42 commandments, but you give them the original 10, if they keep four of them, they think they're pretty good. They'll finish in the middle part of their class, you know. But that's not the way it's done. We're not, we're not saved by law. We're not saved by commandment. We're saved by following Jesus. And wherever he leads, I'll go. My favorite song, invitation song. Wherever he leads. He's the leader. I'm the follower. That's who he is to you if you are a believer. Luke chapter 3, verse 12, Master, what shall we do? When all the people were baptized, it came to pass, Jesus being baptized and praying, the heavens were open. Now, what opened the doors of heaven? Obedience. Obedience. That's what opens the doors. Anytime you obey God in your giving, in your married life, in your walk with God on the campus of the school, at the office, wherever you are, what you do in obedience to the Lord helps other people to know what it means to follow Jesus. When they see changes in your life that make you more like Jesus, it makes you certainly more lovable, and it makes you be one of those that God is using every single day to point people to him. Today, that gate is open. We had a wonderful time last Wednesday night, uh, last Sunday night. At 26, I believe, out at the cross, they were baptized. And uh, there was a couple there. And uh, they uh, made a decision to accept the Lord. They're not married at this time, but uh, it looks like it's coming quickly. They came to church, and they came into the Connection Center, and they heard about Jesus, and they both gave their heart to Jesus. And uh, they were both scheduled to be baptized at the cross Sunday night. So we were out there, and people were lining up, and there were about 26 that lined up at the cross baptism. And uh, this couple was pretty close to the front of the line. And when it came time for the baptism, they went into the lake. And by the way, there's concrete floor out there if you've always wondered how deep is that and you were thinking about baptism at the cross, all right? But they went down those steps, and he went first, Juan. And Juan was baptized beautifully in the water, came up and came up on the, on the st steps, and it was time for... Uh, Chakarita, I believe is the way she says it. But anyway, she started down and she just stopped. She said, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. She said, when I was little, I almost drowned. And she said, I've never been able to put my head under the water since then. And I can't do it. Of course, we're all trying to help and so forth and understand it, you know. And, and everybody's watching. And, and so we decided it, the, the Lord wasn't there at that moment to do that. So she came out, and they went back to where they came from, where they, behind the sidewalk there, if you've been out, where the people come in. And he is talking to her, Shaq is talking to her, and uh, trying to get her to go and be baptized. So we're going on, we get right to the end. And right at the end, here she comes, 
And she comes out with him, and they go down the steps. And uh, she goes down the steps. And she gets in water about this deep. And Jim, with all of his wonderful knowledge, begins to speak into her life about what you do. You know, take a breath and hold it and all this kind of thing. And hold your nose and shut your eyes and all that kind of thing. And well, we were all trying. I was trying too. And so all of a sudden, she went like this. So that's all we needed. And so Jim continued with it. She went down under the water, and I mean, maybe for a half of a second. And she came back up just her eyes. And she was looking around. You could just see from where I was. I'm still alive. And by the time her mouth came out of the water, she was smiling this wide. I did it. I did it. I did it. Those kind of things keep you in the ministry. <laughs> they keep you believing that all things work together for good to those that love the Lord. That God is prepared. God can do what we can't do alone. And I encourage you to understand that today that gate is open. Just follow the example of Christ. Listen, I'll be through in just a moment. Matthew 3, 13, then came Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. Follow that example. The next one, proclaim unashamedly that you're identifying with Christ. Romans 1, 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God unto salvations. Romans 10, 11, whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. Acts 2.41, they that gladly received his word were baptized. Galatians 3.27, for many of you that have been baptized unto Christ have put on Christ. Amen. So here's what I want to ask you. If you claim to be a saved and devoted child of God, here's my question. Does your life reflect that truth, thereby making you be living proof of a loving God to a watching world. Can you look yourself in the mirror and say, you know, the life I'm living, and the way I'm living it is a testimony to anyone that wants to look. That once I was lost, and I was living that way, but now I'm saved, and I'm living this way. At one time, I was following everybody. Now, I'm following him. Which way would it go in your life? Romans 6, 4 says, We're buried with Christ in baptism unto death, and we're raised to walk in newness of life. Clearly portray to others what God's done in your life. And you know what he's done in your life? He's changed you from, from, from being who you want to be to being what he sent you this world to be, and died on the cross for you to become. So here's the praise of the Lord, and I'm through. It's found in Galatians 2.20. This is our spiritual electric chair. You get it? 2.20. <laughs> now you're getting it. All right. Now you stay awake for another moment. We're going to be gone. You plug in the 2.20. Here's what it says. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, 
Yet not I, but Christ that lives in me, or the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. That's what our commitment is. That's who we are. We're born again. That's the other word you'll hear over and over again in gospel preaching and gospel teaching situation. We are his followers. Put on the whole armor of God. Put on the testimony. Believer's baptism is the way and the only way to please the Lord. That was God's choice to send his son and then show up and the Holy Spirit showed up in order that his will be done. Hear me. If you've done it, there's results. Power has come because the Bible says you shall receive power. Let me tell you something else is going to come. Restitution is going to come. Restitution between you and him and you and others. If you give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. Acts 16, And he, the jailer, took him the same hour of the night, watched his stripes. What are we talking about? That was Paul. Who beat him up and put him on there? The jailer. The jailer did. He beat him up, took him home, fed him, and then he took care of his wounds. Why? Because he got saved. The jailer got saved. See, that's what happens in your life. You know what else is going to come? Service is going to come. You're not going to be one of those that just goes to everybody else's stuff. You're going to start becoming a leader. You are a follower. Followers become leaders if you're following the Lord. And so what you're going to do, you're going to become a servant. This guy in the story of Paul, he brought meat to the table, became a waiter, and then they started rejoicing. And that's what's going to happen to you. And then when that happens, others are going to come. So when should you be baptized? Immediately soon as you can. The doors of any of our staff members are open to talk to you about what I've preached on today, including my own in my office. I want you to get everything God had planned for you when he sent his son to this world to die for you in order that you wouldn't have to put up with some of the stuff that many of you that go to church put up with on a continual basis because you must be born again. And until that happens, and you follow the Lord and put on the armor of God, you will never be what God wants you to be. There's joy waiting out there. Joy unspeakable, the Bible says, and full of glory. And 2 Corinthians 6, 2 says, Behold, now is accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation.